When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good morning, Steeler Nation, and welcome back to Radio Row inside the Indiana Convention Center. It's another day of our ongoing combine coverage. Day three here of our coverage from our spiritual home at the end of February Uh, into March. Every single time here in beautiful downtown Indianapolis. Another day and a big day, Arthur Motes. A lot of moving and shaking here at the Combine today for a lot of different reasons. And and a lot of continued walking as well. Salute the walkers out there in the morning. No doubt. We are deep into the miles at this point into into the week. And uh, we are really going to have some tangible action today for the first time. Of course, we'll have defensive linemen and linebackers working out on-field drills. We have safeties. Could, could you put a little bit more emphasis on them working out? You just said it like they were just some any old group. They're not just any old group, okay? Defensive yeah. linemen and linebackers. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Working out on-field work here the, today, which I will mean, be the first group to take up, the field. That's what we've uh, kind of been waiting for, so we finally got some of that going on. The real guys. Safeties, corners, and tight ends at the podium this afternoon. So. Some uh, some some positions of interest there as well too for the Steelers. Maybe tight end, not as much as it relates to the draft, but certainly safety and corner. We all know a possibility. Um, so all of that moving and shaking. Omar Khan is in town today. He will speak to uh, to the Pittsburgh media later this afternoon. The national media here at the combine later this afternoon as well too. We'll bring you some of that audio, some of those comments throughout the day. But Arthur Motes, perhaps the biggest news of the day certainly the one that i think we should start off with here uh in our first segment after 30 seasons as the voice of the pittsburgh steelers the legendary billy hillgrove is retiring from the steelers radio network 30 years billy has been doing the voices uh, the broadcast part of me for the pittsburgh steelers since 1994 mozi um Got to call four Super Bowls in that time period, two Super Bowl victories. The the voice of, you know, for particularly people our age, right? Uh, the voice of so many iconic Steelers memories. Um, he was kind of the voice of the the second Lombardi era for the Steelers, if you will. Um, and Billy Hillgrove, uh, a guy that is that is a personality that is has loomed large in this city for a long time, thirty seasons as the voice of the Steelers. He's uh. He's retiring, going to spend more time with his wife, spend more time out on Conneaut Lake, enjoy the uh, the latter stages of his life. So a big shout-out to, uh, to Billy Hillgrove. That's a long time, 30 years. Sheesh. I mean, between the Steelers, Pitt. Yeah. He's, definitely, definitely he's been doing Pitt for 50 years. Yeah. yeah. one of those guys that we talk about just when you watch NFL film, right, when you're watching the highlights, they don't use the uh, national broadcaster. They do the local broadcasting. You typically right, hear his right. voice specifically as it's, you know, given the, uh, the breakdown. I mean, if I remember correctly, uh, it was just last night, man, my son, he was uh, texting me the uh, Mike Dub okay. from the Steelers last season. Okay. Because he's big into all these. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like absolutely. You know, the Steelers or any of the teams, right? 
So he sends me the link. He's like, Dad, you got to check this thing out, man. It's a Steelers mic. You're going to love it. I'm like, all right, man. I'm tapping it. So as I'm watching it, I don't hear Romo. You don't hear Collinsworth. I hear Billy Hillgrove the whole time narrating and, uh, you know, breaking down these plays. And it's real nostalgic because for me, I find more comfort hearing his voice as he breaks down the plays because that's the voice that we've always heard. Right. Even dating back to when I played. It's like I look at my highlights and who's talking on these highlights is Billy Hillgrove. Billy Hillgrove, yeah. You hear some tons, you hear some wolf, but it's mainly Billy Hillgrove. So with that dynamic, I mean, I think it was really cool, you know, just to have that little moment last night with my son and myself listening to it and subconscious, like, yo, that's Billy again. And then you wake up this morning, it's like, yo, you're tired right now. You're like, ooh, that's the legend. It is. That's big time, man. But, um, yeah, you talk about leaving a legacy, you talk about stamp on a career. When you talk about being a part of some monumental moments, yeah, some on-air stuff. I mean, I always think about just that time at the end of 2018 and everybody in the stadium waiting to see are they going to make the playoffs or not. And you got Billy, Tunch, and Wolf. And they're really like describing it play by play <laughs> as if it's a game going on. It's literally just dudes sitting on the ground watching the big Jumbotron, trying to see if they're going to get it. And the only reason I remember so vividly was because that was the first time coming back to the stadium for me. Okay. And, you know, I was, I was the rehab. Sure, sure. So it was like, I'm not about to stay here, watch the dudes, watch the game. Like, oh, I'm good on this. I'm going to get up out of here. And we're listening to it in the car. It is, we get in the car. Sure, right sure, Billy. sure. So the whole time we're just hearing Billy. Touch and whoop it in the sky. Oh, yeah, I was doing this up, oh, they're moving, they're marching. Ah, oh, turnover. Dang. And it was just like a cool scenario, but I always think of that. Yeah, so unique broadcast story. moment yeah. there. And whenever I'm thinking of Billy and stuff like that, man, so nah, definitely, you know, big time salute to him and his career, man. Wishing that much the best. And whoever is replacing him is going to have enormous shoes to fill. So salute you. No doubt. That's, uh, that's very well said. And you know, I I know I've shared this with you before. I don't know if I've ever talked about this before, but I think in, in terms of on the show, but man, I, I think a big part of the reason I grew up wanting to do what I did in Pittsburgh, something in the sports media realm, right, is just because of, man, we have been so stinking spoiled in this city with uh, iconic voices, you know, uh, whether... Whether you want to talk about the Pirates, uh, whether you want to talk about the Penguins, whether you want to talk about the Steelers. I mean, if you're going to do a Mount Rushmore of broadcasters in Pittsburgh, you're going to need two Mount Rushmores. I mean, because there's there's just Hall of Famers. There's iconic careers, moments, uh, you know, three franchises that have all won at least five championships. When you're talking, you know, Steelers with six, Pirates and Pens each with five. Um, and, man, just the names over the years. Uh you know, you think of Frateri and Prince on the Pirates side. You think of Fleming and Cope and Ilkin and Hillgrove and, and all the Steelers iconic and uh, broadcasters. And, and, you know, names like Mike Lang and Staggerwald on the Penguins side of things. I think, yeah, like I think I think that's, uh, you know, I, I, he's, he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame, like, you know, as, as a broadcaster. Um, we, we have been insanely spoiled when it comes to the voices in this town that bring us uh, our sports teams to kind of paint that picture for us and bring the action to us. And I do think that's a big reason of why I thought, Hey, like this would be really cool to do when I get older uh, because of all those guys. And certainly because of guys like Billy. We well, yeah, I mean, you think Billy man has shown that you can carve out an important game and, you know, the city, the fan base, without having to touch the field. 
that's the way that I do it. Like, I mean, it's one of the things that even me as a retired athlete, you take into consideration. It's like, man, what is something that still gives you impact, still gives you a voice, but isn't you have to play? It, it is stuff like this, man, where it does lend you that type of opportunity. But Billy is one of those guys that you look to and you're like, man, well, this guy's been doing it for so long. What is the secret? How does he do it? And you see the consistency, you see the attention to detail, you hear how he understands, you know, how the game is evolving. But ultimately, how he would evolve with it to make sure that his voice stayed current and up to date with how he would communicate certain things and topics and understanding how to still connect with the younger demographic as, you know, it shifted probably largely for him doing his thing for 30 plus years. I mean, what's I think about me and you? 30 plus years at some point he was the baby like me you sure sure you know he was the young yeah goofball he was the like, new he was the new yeah, guy the new like, guy on the block and you, you, you talk a little different than we do yeah but then it got to the point where that became the norm and then it became the standard and that's the one thing that you know you just tip the cap to because we understand it's very challenging at times to carve out that type of role or bit that I would say dominant, you know, with one particular place. I mean, we know this day where they're always trying to find somebody that's younger, cheaper, and better. <laughs> so it's like, man, for you to keep that off, as long as you did, man, salute you. Because it's not an easy thing. No, it's not. It's a uh, it's a competitive business. And uh, Billy, there, there's not, I mean, it's it's that same, you know, hey, we always say it's it's really hard to be a head coach in the NFL, right? There's only 32 of those jobs. There's only 32 voices of NFL teams' jobs as well, too. Yeah. No, I think that's well said by you. Billy Hillgrove, Pittsburgh guy, graduated from Pittsburgh Central Catholic High School, went on collegiately at Duquesne University, where he studied sports broadcasting. And uh, I guess the rest you can say has been history since that time. And and I just, I, I think too, this is important to say, I want to make sure I say this at some point, you know, I was fortunate enough, you know, I've been bumping shoulders and, and things like that with Billy over the last six seasons, but really for the last two years, you know, being on the road, uh, spending a lot of time with Billy on game days in the booth, um, you know, a lot of time on planes and buses and, and, uh, and in the booth on game days and things like that. Um, I will tell you guys this. A lot of people in the business who have reached Billy Hogrove's level of achievement, right, and, and notoriety in these things, they can be jerks. I mean, just just point blank, period. We don't need to sugarcoat it. Um, a lot of people in this business that have that that achieve that level of success um, can have ego. They can they can be um, a little a little just mean at times to people. You know, like the, the younger people that are breaking the into the guys. industry, the people, the people that are working behind the scenes and pushing the buttons and doing things like that. They can be divas. They can be rude. They can be jerks sometimes. Very difficult to work with. Billy Hillgrove, the 100 percent opposite of that. The nicest, kindest guy ever coming to the booth every day with a huge smile on his face. Ask how you're doing. Ask how the family's doing. Always down for a good conversation. Uh, friendly as can be. And that to me always means a lot because... You know, I, I, you and I have talked about this as it relates to athletes sometimes, but I think this is the same church, different pew conversation. Like, success can change people. It really just amplifies who you are, right? Um, and so, you know, when you get that level of success and you still stay, stay true to who you are, you're still kind to those people who are, you know, I'm using air quotes here, but perceived lower than you, you know what I mean? Uh, that always means a lot to me. And like I said, that was Billy. He was... Is welcome these past two seasons working with him, working in the booth and everything. 
uh, as welcoming, as kind as could be. If there was something that I was doing that maybe he wanted it another different way, he was always so friendly. About, you know, it wasn't, hey, Euler, you idiot, do this, this, this instead. It was, hey, Wes, would you mind, you know, when we do this, if you could do this. Um, and like to, to, as someone who has been in this business and worked with people that are not like that, um, that's that's always that's always much appreciated. And I think that says a lot about a, a person's character. We always say how you treat people matters, man. It definitely does matter. It doesn't matter how successful you are. You'll never, you know, be viewed in a higher light if that is one of your characteristics, man. If you're not a guy that they can just totally do respect. You know, that's the thing I always look at, man. And to see a guy like Billy Hobro to have the success that he did have, that is really good to hear. So shout out to Billy Hobro. We give him that, man. No doubt, no doubt. As we uh, kind of wrap up this introduction segment, we have an audio tribute here of the legendary Billy Hillcrove that we will uh, that we will use to take us to break here. So, Justin, back at the ranch, whenever you are ready, partner, hit it. Listen to the chant. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go for the right to go to the Super Bowl. Harbaugh on third and one. Five seconds left is back. He launches a rainbow and it goes up and it's time to come down to the end zone. It is juggled and in the end zone. Oh my! Drop by Aaron Bailey in the end zone. No time on the clock. The Steelers are headed to Phoenix and this is one of the most unbelievable football games we have ever witnessed. The handoff on the reverse to Antoine Ramalal. He's going to throw it down the field. There's a man open. Touchdown, Pittsburgh! Harris Ward! The Steelers score for 43 up on a gadget play that they worked on in practice on Friday. He throws the pass. It's going to be picked up. James Harrison has it. He's running up the sideline. Still on his feet at the 45. Jumping over people to the 20, the 15, the 10, the 5. And that's a touchdown from Pittsburgh. An amazing play by James Harrison. Ben gets the snap. Throws it back corner of the end zone. Santonio with a touchdown. Santonio holds. I don't know how he did it. But they ruled touchdown in the far right corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. Nine seconds left. And Antonio Brown wills himself across the chop. There's Renegade, and this place is alive. Flacco in the gun. He throws the pass, and it's intercepted. Draw Colomalo. He's running right, right at the 15. He turns and goes for the goal line, and he's in for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Touchdown. And this place is on fire. Yes. Pittsburgh ball. Brett Diesel. He pulled it into his beard. It's a goal line stand for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Listen to this place. I love it. Do you love it, too? Double yoy. Minka Fitzpatrick and the Steelers seal the deal in Baltimore. Pocket collapses. He's hit and down by T.J. Watt, who breaks the Steelers' all-time sack record. And Super Bowl 43 is history. The Pittsburgh Steelers have won the Super Bowl for a six-time unprecedented in the annals of NFL play. The ball game is over. And that's all she wrote. How about that? Sweet Marie! Now, I tell you what, I tip my hat to the Steelers nation. Congratulations to Bill Hillgrove on a legendary career in the Steelers radio booth. Thanks for 30 seasons of Steelers play-by-play from Steelers Nation Radio. is continuing coverage of the 2024 NFL Combine live from Steelers Nation Radio. 
The show goes on here on Radio Row. It is our third day of Combine coverage here on the Leap Day, the bonus day of February 29th. Not too often we get to do a show on February 29th. Arthur Motes, only every maybe few years here, potentially. So as we close down the month of February, it is our penultimate day here of our SNR coverage at Radio Row. We'll be back tomorrow to close things down on a Friday. It's uh, it's flown by pretty quick this week, Motsi, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, man. This and this perhaps we have a good time. Well, you know, we're always having a good time. Always having a great time. How can you how can you not when you have the crew that we have when you're in a great place like this in Indianapolis? Um, so it has been it's been a fun week and we're obviously really looking forward to the drills getting going here this afternoon. Because who's going today? Defensive line, interior, defensive line, edge rusher, and off ball linebacker. So they so they've gotten them they've got them split into uh, into three separate groups as our Bart Kabali walks past here doing a whole bunch of nothing like he's always doing trying to trying to throw off the broadcast and everything. So interior defensive lineman, what are you doing, Mark Kabali? I'm trying to do a radio show here. All right, I mean this is very professional stuff that we're doing here. All right, I mean <laughs> it was yesterday. I was. 12 years old. Um, <laughs> defensive lineman, <laughs> flexibility, vertical jump, and broad jump. They will begin action at 1.30 today. All right, so that's the interior portion of the defensive line. Uh, the edge guys will be a little bit later. 2.30 is when they begin their on-field work, and then 4.30 for the linebackers as well, too. Flexibility, vertical jump, broad jump, the first, then 40-yard dash then the skill drills, then three cone and shuttle. And that's how they will close these things down. And then I'm trying to see here bench press as well too, uh, begins tomorrow. So bench press will be uh, starting on Friday and rolling throughout the rest of the week. So there's kind of your schedule for the on-field stuff that gets going today. As I'm looking throughout the rest of the week, it looks like about that same time uh, early afternoon is when the workouts begin every single day. So I want to ask you now, Motes, for these guys, right? Uh, we've highlighted, we've discussed um, this process that is yeah. the NFL Combine. They are finally getting a chance to to get on field and show what they got today. But they didn't get here last night. You know, the, these guys, um, the defensive linemen, the linebackers, they've been here now for a few days What's that like? What's that challenge of you've been here, you've done all the medical, you've done all the interviews, you've done all the media stuff, you've had to stand at the podium. It's like you've been waiting, you've been chomping at the bit, chomping at the bit. Now you finally get to go. What's that preparation like? How do you kind of have to turn the page from all the off the field stuff to now, you know, all right, the lights are on and it's time to perform? Well, this is where we're going to find out who is here for. The entertainment, right? And we talked about it the other day. Oh, I want to see the city. I want to go to that famous steakhouse that everybody keeps talking about. Who in the park out? Who is focusing on that type of stuff versus who is preparing? <clears throat> and the reason I say it like that is because you are treating your body like a NASCAR race car. Those cars are fine-tuned. They're on a schedule. They have maintenance around the clock. They do all these things to make sure that it's time for them to perform. 
they can do it with the best of their ability to the highest of their ability every single time. Athletes are the exact same way. When we put in our body, we feel the difference. If I'm one pound heavier, I can tell the difference before I even get on the scale. If I eat this at this time versus that at that time, I can tell. But that's why, you know, when we're talking about understanding our bodies to that extent, we also understand our rest schedule. And even when we're not resting, we understand how to offset certain things. Sure. So when you come out here, if you allow the atmosphere, if you allow the people that you're going to see, if you allow all the just pomp and circumstance of the combine to be your focus, yeah, you're going to have a very difficult time when it is time to perform. Sure, sure. You're going to go from I've been on the schedule to now I'm sleeping whenever, I'm eating whenever, I'm around the clock, mentally stressed, and now it's like, oh, I forgot, I do got to work out. So you haven't done anything since you traveled. And then you're going to come out here and try to perform and not just perform in a traditional workout sense because you got too many cameras here. This is what we said, the biggest job in here, right? No doubt. So you're not just going to go out here to work out. You're going to go out here for a show. So, yeah, it's not just practice, right? right? You're not just going out there for a practice. It's, so it's like if you haven't done anything since you've been here, if you haven't done certain things to kind of like just keep you going along, man, it's going to be very challenging for you out there to produce the what you want to, or even to prevent injury. We've seen guys pull up here before. And then why do you think that happens? It's like, man, you've been running around doing everything but football, yeah. everything but working out. Yeah. So, you know, for certain people, man, if you take advantage of the scenario, you understand, hey, it doesn't matter what time it is. I got to get a workout in at some point before I get out there. Yeah. You were explaining that to me when we yeah. were walking over here, how one of the things that nobody really thinks about is you're basically here for three days without working out. So you're fine-tuning your body, fine-tuning your body for months and months and months and months. And then you get here and you're so regimented for three days, you don't have time to keep up with the consistency of those workouts. And because of that, the smart agents will tell their guys, hey, you got to find ways to cheat workouts. You know, whatever that, if you could get on a bike somewhere, if you could find some weights for something, like do some cardio, whatever it might be, because like you just mentioned, you're finally tuning your body for months and months and months. And, months. and then if you go three days without doing anything, you're not, you're just not going to be at your physical best when it's, when it's time to test. Oh yeah, because like we've talked about at this level, and this is something that for the normal, you know, non-professional athlete, it's a hard concept to grasp. But you've heard us the regular, say, the regular non-athletic people like myself. Or no, no, no who is it? The, the civilians. <laughs> the, the 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 NARPs, right? Yeah. The non-athletic regular people. You know, so it's like, man, that's like what athletes call us. Like we're muggles, you know. <laughs> but um, with that though, it's like when we talk about it being a game of inches, the difference between four, three, and four, two, it doesn't seem like a lot. No, but when it, you really think about four, three, two, four, two. Try and do that on your stopwatch, like, right? <laughs> it is not that far off. But when we're talking about on the field, competing, running, that's like light year difference. And those are the parts where it's like we can definitely tell the difference of me not working out or doing anything for the days and then coming out here and trying to perform at my best ability. I'm going to naturally feel that difference. That makes it makes a lot of sense. It really does. And you think about a player comes out here and runs four three one versus four four one. That's the difference of them going first round versus second round. Day two versus day three. Like it's, it's literally that. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not talking about anything crazy. We're just literally saying the difference of man, if you worked out a couple of times, that number would have said four three seven or it said four three four. Instead it said four four five. Four four seven. 
And now we're like, oh, he got stuck. I don't know if he can survive out there, man. He might have to get the pro day. But <laughs> it's crazy. You know, that was kind of the mindset. So it's like you have to understand that and you can't lose sight of why you're here. That's the one thing I always can't remember. It's like you are not here for enjoyment. You're not here for entertainment. You're not here to see the city. You're not here to be a tourist. You're not here to go to St. Elmo. You want a vacation? After you make it, come back. But it's like, while you're here, you're here for one thing, one thing only, and that's to show that you're the baddest cat in this whole draft, at least on my mindset. Yeah, no, absolutely right. You're not here to have – I mean, you're here to have St. Elmo's, but, I mean, but now, they're not here to have St. Elmo's. Right? This is, what, 14 years later? Mm-hmm. You waited your time. You so paid, your, like, you paid yeah. your dues. So it's like, I could have done this my first go around, but does that allow me this opportunity to be here today? Probably not. Probably not. You know? I've been – Probably doesn't probably doesn't times, lead to right? a decade long NFL career. I've been in Indianapolis multiple times, played here with this preseason or regular season. It's like, man, what are you here for? Mm-hmm. If you're here for that, man, you can do that. But is that going to be the most beneficial thing for you <laughs> come game day? And we also know, man, don't try to attack you at lunchtime because it will put you down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, somebody, one of the hosts on this show. Had a uh, had a big old ribeye and lobster tail for lunch it at, at St. Elmo yesterday. Don't forget the shrimp cocktail. It was and the fire. shrimp cocktail, and then wondered wondered why he uh, took a big nap it in the. Was, it was. I'm not saying which host it, it was, was on the show here. So, hey, look, sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear gets you. All right, I sacrificed for the bear so y'all could run last night. All right, let that me. Was last, that was my sacrifice. Let me just ask you: yeah. it, it live up to the hype? Was it? Oh, was it a, a delicious, delicious yeah, absolutely. meal? Absolutely. I was looking at like, would it be bad if I tried to do it again? <laughs> Don't don't twist my arm. But 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 unfortunately we got a, a different schedule this afternoon, so I can't afford to risk that. We and do. Yes, I, I would hit for that two to four hour uh, content to be solo or, or not happen at the Yes, so, yeah. that's exactly right. And I should I probably should mention that as well too. Um, with Omar Khan speaking this afternoon, the Omar the, Khan. the real reporters and journalists here on SNR uh, have yeah, work to do. News. They've got stories they need to write, questions they need to ask. The A team, like we said, we're, we're the opening act. We're the intro. We're the transition with a halftime show right so, well we quite literally are the opening act today because you've got mozi and i here until 10 o'clock and then we're basically just the easiest way to put this is we're swapping spots with dale lolly and matt williams so those two need their two hours to do their video element of course as we've told you, you a few times those pretty faces you can watch on. them on youtube every single day their show uh you see all the moving and shaking visual element here of radio row the team is behind the scenes getting them prepped they're getting they're, they're getting ready Gerard, which means getting their good signage. they're gonna have to use us as like their test subjects to frame up these shots here and so <laughs> those poor cameras are gonna glass well i do still have this Gerard, uh, this Gerard no shave uh, end of February here that I've been rolling with that is now on what day five. So, but we uh, we're basically well, just related. we're just swapping with Dale and Matt. So they will be here from ten to noon, and then Moats and I will be back from two until four. That gives again the real journalists uh, that do things here on SNR the freedom and the flexibility that they need to uh, to get over to Omar Khan's availability later this afternoon. So. Thank you for uh, for mentioning that. That is important. I know all of our loyal listeners out there as well, Every too. Once in a while, Robin does something to contribute to the team. All right? Let Robin contribute on occasion. That was my one thing. I checked it off. All right. Yesterday was your birthday. Today was memory. Right, check, check. I'm done for the week. All right. It's been great, guys. Shut up, Mark. You do all the heavy lifting, Batman. Come on, bro. Save me. <laughs>
So, Arthur Motes, I know obviously you are excited for this afternoon. Like we, the, the the nice part of that will be we'll have some fun this afternoon. That'll be right when the workouts are going and start. And so we'll have some of those numbers, some of those results rolling in. Uh, your kind of um, the 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 soup du jour for you with with defensive line and linebackers. The real guys. Yes. Let me let me ask you that too, because uh, we've talked a little bit about some of these guys. I think particularly at the linebacker position. Um, you know, uh, we've we've talked. Um, We've talked Cooper, we've talked Trotter, we've talked some of these guys, the, the names that are around the off-ball linebackers. Do you have one that you're most excited to look out to look at today that you really want to you want to see what the numbers are? You want to see what visually what he looks like? Is there a linebacker that Arthur Motes is uh, overly intrigued by this afternoon? I wouldn't say overly intrigued uh, about any of them per se, but what I will say is I am excited about. Uh, Edron Cooper. I am excited about Jeremiah Trotter. I am excited about uh, potentially if Easton Gibbs. He's another guy, uh, Wyoming. He's able, okay. you know, to test well because he's another one of those guys, the Chad Moomba, Logan Wilson type, you know, that we've seen come out of that university and perform well at the Senior Bowl like Easton Gibbs did, and then typically perform well at the Combine. So that's what I'm trying to see if that's going to be another one of those type of guys where he's got options. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be the first round. It doesn't have to be the second round. I'm looking at third, fourth, any of that type of stuff. Right Day there. three. And yeah, because that can still come in and start at that position. You can have a third or fourth round coming in there and still potentially get started. But he has to, you know, number one test well, but he has to be a smart player. Sure. And I do think um, with some of those guys I just named, the smarts, Jeremiah Trotter, the smarts are kind of a jumps on the screen for me with him. Not as athletic as Edrick Cooper or even as uh, Peyton Wilson. But when you talk about just seeing the ball and understanding where it needs to go, understanding, you know, what the running back is reading those zones and just a natural feel of because running back and linebacker is maybe the same position. They are. They we're are. Each other. It's the same church, yeah, different yeah, pew, right? Each other. We're hunting <laughs> you, you're trying to get on. <laughs> and our shelf life is a lot longer because we hit hard in the guys. All right. So. With that being the case, it's like you want to see. Do you see this the same way that running back sees it? And the great ones, they do. And it's like for me, when I look at certain like that, like Jeremiah Trotter, like, I see the eyes. And that's the one thing I do like. I mean, we were talking about uh, Mark Robinson, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And that was one of my critiques of him. I love his athletic ability, but he has to improve his eyes. And we're saying this year, three, so it's going to be a critical year for him to do that. But that is one of the things that we're looking at some of these college prospects right now. Yes, for me, as much as athleticism is a big, a big part of it, to me, their eyes are just as important because if you're a great athlete, you know where you're going, you're just wasting time. Because now you're no longer a 4 4 guy. You're really a 4 6 guy because by the time you read wrong, you take the wrong step, and then get that half second the that you 4 need. 6 guy would already just went right there. Man. And that's the whole Atlanta Roberts conversation. So that's the thing for me where I want to see, like I said, those type of guys. If you can run a little bit faster than what you might show on tape, well, if I already know that you got the mental the, part. Yeah, sure. And now you compare that with a little bit faster time. Now those are the guys that you draft for, you know, maybe a round or two earlier where you, you know, you don't, you're not as reluctant to grab that guy in the third round because you're saying to yourself, he's definitely faster than that. So those are like the same type of guys to yeah. And it's kind of, I'm sure it's a nice blend for the coaches of they've been able to to get some answers to those those eyes questions. Yeah. You know, obviously from their film, that the tape does not lie. 
but also from the meetings that they've had with these guys in these in these few days. You know, right? I mean, they're they're showing the cut ups. They're asking, okay, what are you seeing here? What are you doing here? What's the defense doing? What's the offense doing? Um, so they're just. It, it really is the 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 entire picture kind of coming into focus is probably the best way to put it. No, hundred percent. And this is what you want to see. Like I said, we understand what I've seen on tape. Greg Cosell talks about that, right? Mm-hmm. It's one thing what you see on tape. You trust the tape the most. And that's the one thing that I will always say. Combine is cool. It's the underwear Olympics, though, man. It is the underwear Olympics. Because this is for athletes. This is for, you know, big guys trying to show that they can lose weight. This is for unhealthy guys that have been injured trying to show that, hey, I actually am healthy enough to learn to produce. Or small school guys like myself just trying to have a competitive metric that goes with everybody, not, well, you did it, but you did it against that Lloyd. Sure. You did it, but it's a sure. So, with that, I mean, that always is going to matter the most, but this still is a very important part of the evaluation because this is the first time where you're going to get a chance to have that intimate, just eyes and hands on you. Watching tape is great, but it's nothing like actually being there and physically seeing this guy in person, seeing that size, seeing how he's actually reacting, and that feeling is very different than just watching it on tape. And that's the part that you also are getting here in terms of just that dynamic of it. So that's the part for me where I really enjoy this part, but at the same time, I say you can't overuse if that makes sense. 100%. Like I said, the medical is critical. The interview, certain interviews here, not all, certain interviews are critical. But then other than that, it's really, can you handle the stress? Can you handle when everything is designed to throw you off your game? And if you think about this, a lot of people, they can't do that. No. Like, are you a professional? Are you an adult? Dude, there's a lot of people that when they're going to work in the morning, if they were to get a flat tire or if they were, days days ruined. They spill their coffee. It's like the whole just melt down, shut down. It's a wrap. We have to be able to operate and execute at an even higher rate when that adversity happens. Because typically that adversity comes more and more the more you win. Primetime games, flexed into playoffs, or flexed into a different day of the week because you had to be seen nationally. International game, oh, you're playing in the playoffs. Okay, you might play on Saturday. You might play on Tuesday. Monday night. On Monday night. It's like, yo, you got all these different. You might play Monday at 430 in Orchard Park, New York. So it's like you have all of these different dynamics that happen when you're successful. And it's like you can't continue to say, oh, man, that that's the reason why. Uh, you ever heard of the Super Bowl? You know what happened to the Super Bowl? You ever seen the two weeks of preparation for that, the travel and, and everything that happens? It's like Half an hour, halftime show. It's like, man, you think that's a normal schedule? No, in fact, that's like the pinnacle of chaos in terms of prepping <laughs> for a game and playing in the game and the halftime of that said game. Yep. But you still have to be operating at your best self. So whatever we talk about in terms of this dynamic of the combine, this is why I say it is literally a microcosm of what you're going to face in the NFL on a day-to-day because when you get to that level, and I can speak on it, right? Sure. Playing in some of these games, it's a championship. It's like, man, you start to realize, like, whoa, our schedule is really crazy. We're always at night. We're always on some type of crazy, like, just weird something. You got some type of extra media, something that's just different. But it doesn't matter. Go out there and produce because if you come out to that game, you play that, and you tell the media afterwards, hey, fans, the reason I played that, yeah, man, I had all these extra interviews I had to do with the network because they really wanted to talk to us. Or, hey, man, you know, we, we had a late flight, man. Ah, man, I was a little tired. They are not hearing that. Man. That extra time at halftime they for the halftime show, that, it just threw me off. I couldn't get my warm-up in. They do not care about that. 
So that's what you have to understand. Like I said, that's what this gives these coaches, these GMs, kind of a, a first, little bit of a feel for. Yeah, yeah. first snapshot of how you respond to those yep. type of things, right? Yeah, and that's, as you've laid out very nicely there, certainly very important. Uh, I know you said this to me a couple years ago, and for some reason it just struck me now, but uh, you said a lot of guys have the athletic, not a lot of guys, but more guys than make it have the ability to play in the National Football League, to have careers in the National Football League. They just didn't have the mentality between the ears to play in the National Football League. Listen, I tell people all the time I'm not a great athlete, and I know for a fact I'm a great athlete. <laughs> and the reason why I say I'm not a great athlete is because I've played with Mario Williams. I've right. played with Ryan You've James played here. with guys that are great Chad athletes. Too. Troy Palomalu. It's like, bro, I'm a great athlete to you. I'm not, a great, I'm not a great athlete to them. I've seen you said Antonio Brown. No, Bell. Don't, you're naming guys that are great players. Great athletes, Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Great oh, yeah. Julio Jones. Great athletes. Yep. Like, I've seen great athletes. That's what you know I mean. Like, in terms of athleticism, Martavis and Brian Blow, they be yeah. It's a good point. Seven days. Good point. Week. Good point. So for me, it was like I don't ever consider myself a great athlete because of that. But at the same time, it's like, well, what's the difference? And the difference is production, the difference is professionalism. The difference is, man, everybody up here is great. Everybody up here can run fast, jump, power, all strong. But if I outwork you because I'm smarter than you, that's the difference. If you're 4 3 and I'm 4 4, but it's going to take you three seconds to process this information, and I've already dissected it before the ball snaps, who you think is going to win? And that was my mindset. You look at Antonio Brown, it's a very similar mindset, bro. He's not out athlete you. Six he round just pick. is the smartest dude. He's the hardest worker. He understands what to do and the attention to detail with route running. So watch him when he runs the big route. Watch how he makes sure he's going to step on the toes to make it look like he's about to run by him. And then he's putting that foot in the ground. No waste of moment. Boom. Head turning inside. Then he's going to push it up to the front of the post. Boom. Now in the last second, he's going to snap the head around. It's those details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if you're a 4-3 guy and you're not operating with that, that 4-3 might as well be 4-7 trying to guard that. And for AD, that 4-5 is built to ish Right. Because it's no wasted movement. Right. And that's the difference, man. So when we talk about how do you offset the talent that with some of these dudes are like, yo, God just like, you know, they just teardropped when you came out, right? How do you keep <laughs> up with that? It's the overstudy. But we also say that when you get those type of talents with the type of studying, that's the Luke Keegan. That's, that's the Shays here. That, those are the, the, the special, the the special players. The gods that play this game, you know? But not everybody does that. Not every great athlete wants to study, and not every guy that studies is going to be good enough. And that's why the league is what it is, and that's why we love it so much because you get that parity because it's so competitive. Sure. But all of that kind of like goes into yeah. it, though, man. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it's some athletes walking around here, man. It's I mean, it's guys that hold combine records that have never touched the NFL field, which is crazy. Or way. barely had careers. They like one of my dudes I trained with, man. He set literally three records here, man. You would never know his name, but at the time it was like, bro, you're not beating these times. Big deal. Great athlete. Yeah, but it's interesting athleticism and production, and like I said, man, carried over to the field, and that's one of the things that, while we say you got to take this as a part of the evaluation, but it can't be your gospel. It's not the end all be all. It can't be the yeah. end all be all because it can't deceive. Because also, what's what's going on is uh, there's no contact. Physicality is a pretty big element of football. Last time I checked, yes, your confidence 
is probably way higher if you were to run full speed and there's nothing in front of you, right? Yes, I know I'm not going to get hit. Yes. Now, now, if you're running full speed and I say, hey, Wes, I'm going to come through with this punching dummy and I'm going to swing it at you and it's possible I might connect. You might not run as A little more hesitant. You might be a little hesitant. You know what I mean? So those also But if you said, hey, Wes, here's a strong safety who's going to be waiting for you over the middle. It's, it's possible he might get a fine for hitting you. He might not, though. A little bit different. He yeah. might not hit you, but you, he might take a fine. A little bit different. He might Certainly. try to kill you. He might try to send a message. Certainly a little bit yeah. different. Yeah. Hey, folks, Yin's Chat's new Combine Challenge is live. Yin's Chat is the Steelers' trivia and predictive game where you can compete versus Steeler Nation for prizes. This week, you got to answer daily trivia on the NFL Combine. Today's daily trivia question, the number of linebackers registering a 40-yard dash faster than four and a half seconds. Will it be over under four and a half linebackers okay so let me say that one more time the number of linebackers here running today registering 40 yard dashes will there be over or under four and a half that run faster than 4.5 thank you for saying 4.5 you can't say that right i know like, i'm sorry yeah, i'm sorry i'm sorry could you could you tell could you tell i should have screened this question Holy a little bit before smokes. i yeah bro over under four and a half guys who run, run faster than a four or five. Thank you. Way better. Gerard's, Way Gerard's better. saying under. I'm saying four guys are going to run under four or five. Over under four and a half, which means five guys would have to run faster than four or five for the over to hit. Yeah, so five guys have to run faster than four yeah. or five seconds. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go over. I will be an optimist, unlike our dear friend from Steelers TV, Gerard. We will wrap up the first hour of this portion of the program before we do a little, uh, you know, new schedule today with Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson. Plenty to come here. Uh, Omar Khan is in town today. First day of on-field sure drills are today. I'm taking the under. I said that completely backwards. Yeah. We're not having more than five guys run faster than four or five specifically. It's a new era. Yeah, These guys are smaller. They're lighter. They're faster. I will stand alone on my – I don't like my answer, but at this point I've entrenched my uh, my ski poles into the ground. I don't know. If you answer now, Yin's chat on the Steelers mobile app, you got a chance to now, sign. Now the real question is, are we going off the laser time or that uh, unofficial, that first time? Oh, it's got to be the official. It's got to be the official. <laughs> Make sure you're answering all these Yin chat questions in the Steelers mobile app. You'll have a chance to win a signed jersey of last year's first-round draft pick, Roger Jones. The questions close on Monday. We'll wrap up the first hour of today's programming live here on Radio Row when we return. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, all part of our ongoing combine coverage here on Steelers Nation Radio. Live from the 2024 NFL Combine, this is Steelers Nation Radio. Final segment here of the morning hour. Before we have a little shift in our schedule today, you'll have Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson with the drive from 10 to noon today. Things a little different with Omar Khan in town this afternoon. Some moving and some shaking to our schedule. Motes and I will be back, though. We'll ride this thing out with Williamson. We'll have our two hours with uh, with Matt from two to four until today. Today is our penultimate day here at Radio Row. We'll close things down with our final day of coverage tomorrow. I did want to ask you, as we've just got a couple minutes here until we got to get to break and, and let Dale and Matt take over. Maybe this is more of a a philosophical question, if you will, as it relates to the linebackers. And I guess we could 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 lump defensive linemen into this too. I feel like everybody with your background and pedigree with experience in the league with experience with these things has certain drills that they would say mean a little bit more to them right yeah 
of all the things that the linebackers are going to do today, of all the things that the D linemen are going to do today, I really want to see this and this. So for the linebackers, what is that for you? Like what stands out? What are the ones that you really want to watch? See how they move, see how they react. What are the kind of the important ones to really keep an eye on for you, former linebacker now, listen, of a decade in I'm national sure football? I should really talk about, oh, I can't wait to see them shuffle. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to see their hips. Three cone? As they're doing all these different drops. Oily but, hips? Does he have oily hips? That, if we're going to be real about it, man, I'm a fast guy out front type of guy. Speed is the name of the game. So I only care about your 40 and the drop. I don't care about <laughs> them running anything else because I'm like, you know, it's underwear limits. If I want to see you shuffle, I'm going to cut this game tape. If I want to see you and see how strong you are, I'm going to put this tape on. I want to see you disengage a block because you're not going to be laying on your back and pressing 225 in a repetitive manner. And Maybe pushing, pushing somebody off you right. off the pile. So if I need to see how strong you are, I'm going to cut this tape and see you, you know, playing against the run, playing against a receiver in the side, playing against a tight end. But I want to know, can you fly? I want to know, can you run a fast time that is universally fast? And what I mean is on that laser. Sure, sure. When I look at my time, <clears throat> it was officially 4-6. Officially 4-6-4. Right? That's on the laser. Everybody would tell you, the laser time was always going to be almost, uh, you know, instead of being 4-5, it's going to be 4-6. It's going to be 4 going to be 4 just because of how it stops. It's a delay on it. So if you can run a fast time on the laser, that means you're a fast guy. And that was always my mindset. So when we come out here and I watch this stuff, I'm like, oh, that stuff's cool. But these are drills. You're not playing the puck. So I don't care how great you flip your hips three times. One, two, you know, flip to the right, flip to the left, flip to the right. Oh, now catch ball. You didn't have a right. Well, you, you know what I mean? Like, you're just predetermined what it was. That's not football. Sure, sure. But you're running at 40, I'm going to know can you fly because that is going to tell me if you're fast enough. I've already seen the tape. You don't get this invite if you're not good enough on that tape. But now I need to know, man, what separates you from me that guy. Now, if you're a big, strong guy, hey, that's hey, not your question. You can't control it. Sure. Put the comment in before you either. This right. is for the show, man. Can you run? Right. If you can run, your medical check out, baby, we got a chance. So that's the thing that I'm looking forward to the most, man. You don't always have to be a Sure, sure. Let's also say that, like, if you're a dude that we think is big and are slow, and we're like, man, if you run a 4 7, it's like, oh, hey, it's better than five foot. If you're, if right. you're a big physical guy and you run a 4 6, yeah, like, right. hey, he can move for, right. his, for what so, he is. Yeah. So that is kind of like what I really hyper focus on while I'm here. And even with that, though, it's still like, yeah, you're not a fast. And I get that. But that's the one metric that I always just associate with growing up. What we simply said, if you're a fast man, come out here and line it up. Let's see. Wesley, me and you competing, man, go line it up on this caution tape. Let's see. We can get down here faster, man. That's what I want to see. Yeah. What about you, though, man? Well, the way you just lined it out there, I. I ain't mean to be a buzz killer on the three call. Sorry. The LG still matters. <laughs> All right. Do you want me to be on? Because we, we, we got we to do our little sign off here and get out of here. You can be honest with you. I'm excited Talk to watch to Talk to everything because uh-huh. it gives us content for the show. <laughs> so, again, different schedule today. It'll be the drive. It'll be uh, Dale and Matt coming up from 10 until noon. Moats and I will be back from 2 until 4 with Matt Williamson for the, uh, the little three-man show that we've come to enjoy here this week. Our coverage does go until 4 o'clock. Drills this afternoon. Omar Khan this afternoon. It's all happening. It's all moving and shaking. Big day here at the Combine. And one more time, 
a big salute, a big shout out to the legend Billy Hillgrove announcing his retirement this morning after 30 years in the broadcast booth with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, Billy's first year, the Steelers went to the Super Bowl, 1995. His first year as the voice of the team. So big pressure to whoever takes the reins this year. The Steelers better go to the Super Bowl. That'll do it for us until 2 o'clock. Thanks to our guy Justin back at the ranch for producing it for us. As always, coverage continues live on Radio Row on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. It's Steelers Nation Radio. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.